Huge thanks to my supporters on Patreon who've funded this podcast and a second podcast experiment of mine called Engineering Word of the Day. Check it out on iTunes and more on that at the end of the show. If you like what I'm doing, please help me out by donating on patreon.com slash pioslabs. That's P-I-O-S-L-A-B-S. It's May 22nd, 2017, and this is the K-12 Engineering Education Podcast. Hey, are you looking for some movie or TV suggestions to inspire yourself or others in engineering? Listen to today's podcast. The three of us got back together to discuss our top picks. I am Pius Wong. I'm Salvin Satisilin. And I'm Rachel Farrig. We are here for the K-12 Engineering Education Podcast once again, and we are in a local cafe here in Austin. So please pardon our noise for a little bit. We're going to talk about movies and TV and media that have inspired you in engineering. Or if you think they can inspire others in engineering. Oh, okay, good. Because I'm not an engineer. Is it only about engineering or also science? Wait, what was that? (laughs) Is it just engineering or also science? I would say both, but I want to focus on engineering. Okay, all right. Sounds good. Okay. (laughs) Let's do it. We can do that. Why did you ask that question? Um, I mean, I don't know. We have sci-fi's. So, which is like a, a more wider, you know, number of movies that you can talk about. Versus engineering is kind of like narrow. But we can still talk about it. That's like, a, if it's sci-fi, then there's a lot of engineering. But sci-fi a lot of engineering? So I think about, not to be super nerdy, but hello, no, Star that's Trek. that's a good point. Like Isn't it's, that engineering? It's called it's science fiction. It's way fiction. more engineering it than should science. Be STEM we don't talk fiction. about microbiology in... Uh, Star Trek, it's all engineering. That's why you oh. have a whole section of the ship devoted to what? What? Engineering. Okay, thank wait, you. Wait, wait, no, go. but <laughs> in Star Trek Voyager, there's a whole episode about the oh, I don't know biomolecular about. power wait, cells. I don't, so. bi- Voyager is like, yeah. so I, no. All right, so we're getting <laughs> ahead of ourselves. <laughs> right, yeah. A simple, simple example why, yeah. it's, why it is important. Uh, yeah. to differentiate between science and engineering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to give an example for it, too. Like, Educate us. Okay, the movie Matrix. Okay? It's, oh, yes! It's an amazing sci-fi movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay? Um, but when you take the engineering part of it, they were using humans as batteries. That's the worst thing you can do. That's like the biggest, stupidest, inefficient... Oh, I think it's <laughs> Oh, so brilliant. it's not... Well, in this case... <laughs> so is that no, no, I agree. Right well, wait, wait, wait. So I would say it didn't inspire me to do that, but no. it makes you think about what not to do. I think that's okay. the okay. cool I can, thing. I, I, can right. I can get behind There's it. so much stuff in movies and TV that I think teach it teaches you stuff because you know what not to right. do. Right, okay. That, that, I can get behind that. All right. All right. So on that uh, vein, I wanted to talk about a few things. <laughs> okay. Uh, there was a movie that we spoke about in a previous episode. It came out like last Christmas called Hidden Figures. Yeah. I still haven't watched it. You haven't so. seen it? Have no. you seen it? No one's seen it? No, shamefully, oh, that's all right. I have not. Well, I'm a woman who works in STEM <laughs> and had a science major, and I haven't seen this movie, and I'm ashamed of myself. Well, I'm not shaming you for not watching it. I'm just bringing it up. We don't have to talk about it for I too long. I have a small premise of it. I, just, I, I mean, I, I know it's about is NASA. There was a, mm-hmm. and they were mistreated. Um, that's pretty much what yeah, I Yeah, these. So the story, the movie is about these three women, black women, African-American women, uh, around the, the early days of NASA, 
uh, back when there when there was segregation and women were not held. Uh, I mean, plenty to very of people esteem. just weren't getting higher education at the time anyway, and there were so there are still so many systemic barriers for pe- persons of color as far as higher education goes. But this was, I mean, these were women who were achieving higher education, multiple advanced degrees. Yes. Long, like while the civil rights movement or prior to the civil rights movement even was taking place. So they overcame Wait, this odds that are not even- Right. Well, they, well, they were working during the civil rights movement, okay. so yeah, they it, already it, had it, their right, right. education. Okay. Yeah. So, right. this was pre-Brown v. Board. This was pre-national yes. integration, and they were—they had multiple advanced degrees. They were engineers. They were advanced scientists. They were advanced mathematicians, and they had been hired by NASA. Yeah, but they weren't taken seriously, so, uh, and they were sit literally kept hidden in a back room oh, to the names. the numbers. Oh, yeah, I, no <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I thought something to do with the numbers. Like no, but it's both. It's, that's the hidden double meaning. literally oh, hidden yeah. figures. Whoever yes. named that movie, they named it right. Yeah, so the, the spoiler alert is that, yes, they were not taken seriously. Oh, sorry, hope they, I didn't ruin it for No, anyone. no. <laughs> there was segregation in the past that, that was a... A fact, and so they touch on that. For example, the women had their own segregated areas to work in. The black women had their own segregated areas to work in, separate Separately from the white from women. The other women. So it was like a very, uh, to me, a strange thing to see because I did not grow up in that type of environment. But it was very eye-opening to witness, and the storytelling I thought was really uh, moving. And so there, there's a certain scene in it, and if you watch it, where I was like, "Oh my God, that's that's awful," and it makes you. I think I've heard like, about that scene. Yes. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're not spoiling it for anyone. No, but I will say that uh, Taraji P Henson is a good actress. Yes. Uh, she played yes. the mathematician, which you often see in the trailer, um, who uh, was basically really, really genius in doing these calculations. She was literally a computer. That was her job, and that's that's what their job really yes. was back in the day. Oh, yeah. To do all these like trigonometric Complex. complications, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, calculations. Calculations. Uh, so, in any case, it's a it's a feel good movie, and I think that uh, it's a good story to be told. And I was so interested in it afterward that I looked up what are the real stories here. Mm-hmm. Turns out that this is based on a true story. So they did take the separate stories of three women and mashed it together. Oh, okay. So it is a retelling. Right. It is yeah. fiction. Sure. But uh, but there's definite truth in it. And I think that it really spoke to anyone who has faced some kind of adversity to try and achieve something that you want to do, especially if it's in engineering. Well, and I think about some of our past work where we have specifically had a focus on diversifying and becoming more inclusive for the face of engineering participation. And we know that particularly for women and particularly for persons of color, they're far more likely to engage in an activity or continue an educational process when they see people who look like themselves. So when young African-American women watch this movie and they see women who look just like me have been accomplishing stuff, shall we say, for decades, and I just didn't know about it, they're likely far more inspired to not only explore that 
that realm, but to stick with it, to engage in it, to invest in it, and even to involve their friends and others like them in it. And that's really important. Rachel, that's a great point. There really is research backing all that up, that representation is important. And I will say that me having watched that movie, I think that I am not an African-American woman, but I do <laughs> like... <laughs> But I like STEM. I like math. I love math, actually. I love engineering and creating stuff. And I feel like anyone, and this is basically everyone, anyone who has ever felt like they were maybe the underdog, and this is the underdog to the extreme. It's like excruciating, actually, to watch. Um, it, It gives you a new appreciation for that. And it's almost like, okay, if they could get through that, then you know what? I can get through Maybe the, the mediocre out. stuff that yeah. I'm going through. Okay, this movie reminds me very of, of the other movie um, where, um, okay, what's the guy who played Benedict Cumberbatch? Is that what's the name? Benedict is? Cumberbatch, yes, yes. which movie? The mathematician, Alan Turing. Oh, I didn't see that movie. What movie was that? Uh, I, I can't remember. But yeah, Imitation I, Game. I think it's Imitation Game. It's so, uh, he was pretty much the same thing. He was like very mistreated. Because um, he was gay. Because he was gay. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, the imitation gay. The premise is there is a puzzle that happened during the World War, World War, where uh, they are communicating through these um, machines called Enigma, that has a one in a million chances of getting right, and um, it it'll reset itself every two or twenty four hours, something like that. So he has to crack that. So he builds a machine. Um, for that and he's mistreated because he's gay and I think they didn't they did not recognize him for a long time right. um, but, you know he was recognized much later uh, the Turing test is, is, is a famous test there was another movie about it um, it's called Ex Machina oh yeah yeah um, yeah. yeah so it's about uh, it's about a robot an artificial intelligence that this guy built and in order to pass that test of, you know, this is a, this is a complete artificial intelligence. Sure. It needs to pass a test called Turing test where um, it interacts with a regular human being. Yes. And the human being cannot differentiate between, uh, you know, so... Precisely. It doesn't this. know that it's artificial yeah. intelligence. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's a pretty cool movie, too. If, uh, you I haven't, haven't seen watched, it, but I've read it. about it's, it. Uh, it. No, it's an amazing film. Does it make you want to code? <laughs> Well, I, it makes me want to build robots. <laughs> really? Even, but there are all those movies. Speaking of movies that teach a bad thing, there's so many killer robots in movies. Oh, Why are we obsessed with killer oh, robots? No, there are even video games. So my son, who is seven, is obsessed right now. What game? With well, he can't have the game because he's only seven. <laughs> but there's a soundtrack for this game called Five Nights at Freddy's, oh, and it's about yes. killer robots. The- I'm like, who? <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, but it's a, a it's a cartoony game. I know that game. Well, yeah, it's a pop-up cartoony scare the poopy out yes, of you it's game. Yes, it's a horror it's game. It's absolutely inappropriate for a seven-year-old. Yeah. But I got to tell you, and this is completely unrelated, the soundtrack, pretty good, pretty poppin'. I mean, it's punk. It's all right. You should nice. check it out. That's a separate podcast. Right. No, that's okay. <laughs> but, like, yes, I, I, I think that... Don't build killer robots. Killer robots... Seven. No, are, are robots. Not my, yeah. okay. no, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like you watch these movies with killer robots, and it doesn't. 
It never inspired me to make robots. Well, think about it's Terminator, like, Terminator, Yeah, Terminator. Did yeah. It make, did Terminator. It make you, I was thinking yeah, that's amazing. It's a cool <laughs> Does it make you want to make the liquid one or the original Arnold, Arnold no, the Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger one? one? Because okay. he, he has that bad streak in him, but he ends up understanding because he has built artificial intelligence. He's turned Somehow good. he's learned over time oh, that there's a protective thing that has to go but on and was, you can use your strength in your programming <laughs> it's like the dark side going to the light side i don't know that's if you follow all the movies because the very first movie he just tried to kill him well yeah. that's and, yeah aren't you supposed to watch the whole series i guess so yeah well, don't watch the whole series because <laughs> after two it's bad but <laughs> right i really liked the liquid metal right. uh, from evil terminator well, from really cool yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. from terminator from 2 perspective but it's really that. bad mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty, pretty yeah, evil. I guess it's a warning of the future. Mm. Mm. That's meta. No, I'm saying like if, if Arnold could have that ability, then that's the coolest thing again. So you, you would want an upgraded yet kind model. Is that... Like yes. in the movie Big Hero 6. <gasps> have you seen that? Oh, I, I love have, Big yes, Hero yes, 6. You have? Yes, it's yes. that again. Disney movie if no yes. one's seen it. Oh. A couple years ago, I forget when, but it's... Uh, Three or four years old? Yes, not based on a true story, no. but, uh, but science fiction. It's really engineering it's an fiction. Animated, it's an animated movie. San Francisco. Okay. Pixar movie. Yes, San, San Francisco. It's a San Francisco <laughs> Tokyo mashup. Yes. Oh. And there's that kid who hero. is. Hero. Yes, in case oh, we didn't know hero. if he's the protagonist or not. <laughs> hero, who is like half Japanese, that's why his name's Hero. He uh, has an older brother. Who is in the Takashi? No, yeah, Takashi. No, you're right. We're, we're no, spoiling really? everything. Okay, without I spoiling may everything, or may not have seen this movie more than one time. It's a very cute movie with like smart kids, yes. uh, multiple kids, a diverse cast of kids who do lots of cool That's stuff true. Oh in true. engineering saw, and science. Such amazing things. Yeah, it's a good movie. I thought it was pretty inspiring. It was sad. Too. Oh yeah, the, it was touching. The sad part is really sad, and if you're a parent. I'm just saying, the sad part is really, really sad. But it works out well in the end. Yeah. And the engineering things that they do in there are super cool. And what's funny is some of the, some of them are far-fetched. It's some of, are, some of them are, but some of them are realistic. They're coming out today, yes. like the little nanobots in there. Yes. Yes, that's what I remember for. Yeah, the magnetic thing that. That's, that's that, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, coming that's out. And kids cool. want those, and they want to play with those. They're hitting. Kids hmm. Christmas list, and it's pretty amazing. I would put that on my my top list as well of things that kids should see of a certain yeah. age. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like Terminator Lego. when you get older, but Lego with artificial intelligence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Speaking of Legos, what did you think of the Legos <laughs> Lego movies? Everybody loved the Lego movies. I didn't see the latest the one, but the first one was really awesome. Good. Yes, Everything it did make me cool want to. When you're part of a team. I'm a, a branding uh, <laughs> zombie here, but I did. I do like Legos, and I did want to play with Legos more after watching that. So. Of course, you did. Yes. So, Southern, I heard that one of your favorite movies is called Interstellar. It is indeed. Can you tell me about that? <laughs> of course, I can. Talk oh, about and that. Rachel's laughing. <laughs> I'm only laughing because. Anyone who has known Sutton for more than about eight and a half minutes <laughs> knows without a doubt that Interstellar is absolutely his number one favorite movie of all time. Yeah, that, that's how I filter people off. It's like, have you watched Interstellar? No, <laughs> I'm done with you. No. Wow. Have you ever seen Interstellar? No? Bye. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> how the conversation goes. But yeah, I have watched the so, show. Uh, brief it's an amazing summary. Film. Yeah. 
brief summary. Without spoiling too much. Brief. Oh, okay. So I'm not gonna spoil anything, but uh, I, if if you haven't watched it, it's a musty film, and it's a film. It's a film that you should um, show your kids to. Um, so this is a movie that's based on hard science. It's a hard science film, but it also has a lot of um, human aspect um, in the film. Um, it's it's a really really must see. Um, I would compare it to movies like Contact in the past, okay. or mm-hmm. 2001: Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of its visualization, in terms of its thinking and everything. But um, essentially, in, from the engineering context of it, I, I wanted to bring this up for Interstellar: the design of those robots. Ah, speaking of robots, yes. Yes. Well, so I, I remember that. That Lego, was cool. Speaking of Legos and robots. <laughs> yeah, describe the robot in this sci-fi movie. Okay, so the unique thing that, that I felt was it was very minimalist. Um, it, it, it's just like a like a giant cube of metal. That's so like if about. if Apple or Steve Jobs were to design the future robot, that's what it could have been. No, I mean <laughs> if Apple designed it, it would be more shiny. Oh, okay. More yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. So I would say. Um, the closest thing I can come to uh, to, uh, to describe the design of this bot is, uh, is is the is it's an engineer mechanical engineer designing the uh, differential gear. If you uh, have not uh, if you do not know how a differential gear works, go online. There's a video that explains how it works. It's the most simplistic idea anybody can ever think of, and it revolutionized automobile industry. So it's that simplistic. It's a bare minimum. There's nothing more to it. It's just the bare minimum, and it achieves certain things. And I think that's the connection that give, that I give to Interstellar, the robot in Interstellar, uh, not the artificial intelligence part, just the modular design of it. Hmm. Um, and I think it's a it's a genius move in its engineering because uh, it, it achieves certain tasks, um, but it doesn't have anything fancy in it. It's not like shiny. So- it's not like a the interesting thing, though, is it is. I think I agree. It is minimalist mm-hmm. when it's just sitting there, but it do, it does more than just sit there. Right. It, yes. It, when it's mobile, it it's, looks very fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It is very so, fancy. So yes, if nothing else, you can you can look out for that when watching the movie. And I think the beauty of movies like this, like past sci-fi movies, is it maybe inspires inventors to create something like it. Sure. Like I remember in in Star Trek. They always had those electronic books yeah. and tablets. And this now was, we walk around and now with we have tablets. Them. Yeah. And Think about it. Screen. Like it was made yes. in what the '90s, and now we literally have that. Yes. So maybe we're gonna have this fancy I robot in wait. the future from Interstellar. What's that Tom Cruise movie? Minority Report. Oh man! Where he just plucks stuff out of thin air and manipulates it on an imaginary board in front of him. So I work in school improvement, and I'm handling multiple campuses across the state of Texas, which is a huge state. And some of these schools have multiple improvement components going on all at the same time. They have all these initiatives and activities and quarterly goals and annual goals. I want my Minority Report board so that I can figure out that, what is going on. I, have to I think we have a, we have, we have, what is it called? It's like a table. It's not on the wall, but it's just a huge table with touchscreen yeah, on them. Yeah, I want that. You want like the one that's in, in midair. In midair. That, that freaks me I out, that movie. Move I remember that part around. in that movie. This is a spoiler a little bit, but like it was like the internet spam age of the 90s was in the future where like, Remember they were scanning your retina yes. and it would literally go into your consciousness all these ads. That's fine. So okay. I'm actually you're, okay you're willing with to that. trade that off. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only because of what I'm doing right now at work. 
Yes. Now, if you caught me on a, you know, at a different time at a different job, I might stand up and protest. I have no idea. But right now, I'd be okay with that. Please dump it into my brain. That's fine. Nice. Okay, so uh, we, we spoke about artificial intelligence and how we can turn against, robots can turn against us. So another thing to watch out for in Interstellar is, the, is how the robot is designed and even how the artificial intelligence is designed. Uh, even though artificial intelligence um, is, uh, you know, it, it, it has this reputation of being, um, you know, we cannot control it, it can turn against humanity. Mm -hmm. But there is also another possibility of artificial intelligence being everything that we uh, want it to be. And that's, that's, that's captured amazingly in this film. And, uh, you know, so that's something to look out for. Like that it's a good robot that you mean that it that yeah it's yeah good yes artificial intelligence that is uh good and it is for the for the humanity right that it's <laughs> it helps humanity survive yes rather than yeah, destroy yeah, it yeah so that's cool yes. i'm glad that we can imagine both futures yes so there was a movie called the martian oh, uh I with uh, yeah. what's, his, what's face? his face? Born Identity. Yeah, the same guy who got last. Okay, yes. The uh, guy who who Matt oh, Damon. Matt Damon. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, I haven't written down all my notes. Right. Yeah. But like that came out a little while ago. It, it was based on book. Interstellar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was pissed that he was in, stuck in space <laughs> again, and we have the same. <laughs> but it but it's not the same movie, and it, it's it, not. Yeah. It's it's also um, not as dark. Well, I don't know. It's dark, but not as dark. And I feel like the manner in which problems are solved were way more detailed, I guess, than in Interstellar. I kind of appreciated that for me as an engineer or a scientist, I could be like, oh, I could actually see him calculating out how much oxygen is left inside oh, his yeah, tank yeah, sure. or calculating out how much he, fertilizer he, he needs to make. With the, the processes up front, yes. I think. And it was kind of cool. It was, I think that's it why was the book, God, book exposed. was famous. Yeah, the book was famous because of that specific part of the, yeah. my understanding, yeah. Yeah. Oh. A, the guy had a sense of humor as well. He wasn't like True. this brooding nerd or something like that. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think one of the most profound, lasting, simple, accessible, um, far-reaching examples of engineering as it was brought to America and people are gonna laugh their butts off when I say this but I think they'll also agree MacGyver yes MacGyver I have no idea you, what it is. oh so, my gosh you are all right, so missing so out. Rachel how would you Watch explain all of them. how do you explain MacGyver to someone like Southern who was not here in the 80s <laughs> so well first of all he's Got some vague, sketchy job with the U.S. government. TV show. It's a film. It's okay, a TV, it's a TV show. show. Okay. It's a series, okay, okay, and it yeah. lasted like I don't know, five or six yeah. years. Like yeah, it was okay. a long time. So there's this guy, MacGyver. He only ever goes by one name, and he has this job with the government, and nobody knows what the job is. But he travels all over the world, basically saving people's lives. And diffusing bombs and. Bubblegum wrapper and a salt shaker. That's the classic or, joke. Yeah. He always uses a bubblegum wrapper <laughs> and like a piece of well, twine. Like one time like he was it. getting refugees out of a war torn area and there was something wrong with the radio and he pulls out his Swiss Army knife and he turns a couple of screws and it fixes the gain on the radio so it doesn't sound bad, but also not only can we have great radio signal in, 
we can transmit out. And you're like, what? That's a radio from like 1957. Doesn't matter. He's sending signals and all these refugees are hopping on a train and they're getting their butts out of this dangerous place. Swiss Army knife and a screw. Plus there was a wedding. In oh yeah, that that's episode. like stretching sci-fi to beyond limits. No, but some of, no, a lot, yeah. that's the thing, was a lot, most of the experiments that they were running, it was very much like um, Mythbusters because they're doing simple engineering that's real to solve an in-the-moment problem. They're not solving grand um, societal problems. They're not solving problems that are gonna impact an entire nation, or it's not gonna solve a problem across decades, but we need something fixed beyond a light bulb or a broken window or something like that. We have to actually fix an entire thing um, like, exa for example, we're stuck on a train in the middle of the desert and we need to get a radio signal out. What can we do? So it's a smaller scale kind of sure, thing. Sure, but they were actual engineering problems and they had engineers and scientists on staff who were advising that the script writers and mm -hmm. the directors that, oh, okay, so it's no, a, it's a scientifically really accurate. This. Okay, it's scientifically yeah. accurate. I mean, I'm sure there was <laughs> some, some license yeah. taken. Yeah. Okay. It was still a, a work of fiction, but yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. But there it was, was never, yeah. For so it's, 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 it's not like uh, Mythbusters then? Because Mythbusters Right, is, yeah. so they're not running an actual experiment because right, it's okay. a work of fiction. Right, it's a, yeah. a, t a fictional TV series. Gotcha. During, you know, like must see TV or Thursday yeah. primetime or it Friday was on, primetime, on I forget. Network TV, so. Yeah, I think it was NBC. It's pretty I iconic. Like yeah. most Americans at that time know of it, and so, so it's really like interesting. Like a, the show kind of created this, this, um, this idea that you can use technology to solve problems. I, more like it was like more like ingenuity. Ingenuity is accessible, oh, okay. and that normal people can become really brilliant problem solvers. Gotcha. I gotta say, as a kid, when I had seen that show, and I, I used to watch it with my family, it, yeah. it was like, I, I, as a kid, I didn't understand it, and it might as well have been magic, actually, for a lot of it. And so I always thought it was cool, though, what he had done, and he was portrayed as like a cool guy yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, just a regular guy. Kind of guy. Right, as opposed to another he was, yeah, he nerd or something. He was a nerd with a pocket protector, yeah. sitting isolated, doing math. <laughs> like, the, the typical image that we've had nerd. for a long... Well, actually, speaking of Spider-Man, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a whole other story. We should so do an episode on these other types of movies. You guys are going to have to have, like, two or three sci-fi episodes. I, mean, I can see this he coming. Also, like, the, uh, He's a smart person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he built his own web shooter. I actually deal. really like that movie. And the, the beauty of that movie is, at least in, well, I forget which one, the one with, uh, oh, God. Well, one of them I've only is more relatable. I've only ever seen the first one. Oh, we're yeah. talking about the first one. Is it the first one? Yeah, Toby they make McGuire. him more of a human person. Yeah, 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 Tobey yeah. Maguire. I'm horrible with actors' names, but <laughs> yes. So I don't know. MacGyver was... I was always interested in the sciences as a kid. My mom has a bachelor's in science, and so I, w I had intimate exposure to it. But MacGyver made doing some really what seemed to me to be technical things easier and accessible and I understood a lot of what he was doing. I was taking physics and chemistry at the time and he would explain things. You would hear the narrative 
as the actor was doing it on screen, you would hear his voice explaining what he was doing. And sure, there were liberties taken, but the science that the science and engineering that they were explaining was in most cases at least theoretically real and applicable. Got it. Yeah. And it made it so it made hard things so simple. This it, it was basically a lot of um, kind of like Khan Academy or YouTube lessons before any of that was available to a Do kid it like me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, I we didn't have the it. internet yeah. then. It does sound so, cool. Yeah. I, I, can, I don't have anything in comparison. You're going to have to go look this up. I'm and they tried to reboot it, and they made MacGyver a woman, I think. They should do think. one Oh, now. I didn't know that. Well, that they, they be, did. They uh, were, it was released last year or the year before. Really? But I haven't heard of it, so it wasn't very never good. Get, yeah, never gained well, traction. Nye, it wasn't super popular. Bill Nye, the science Bill guy, he's coming up with another one. Guy. Yeah, so. Oh, yes, he is. Well, yeah, I, I can't believe I forgot about that, but yeah. But he's coming up with another one. Yeah. Uh, yes. I want to add one small moment. I saw the new Beauty and the Beast lately. Did any Thank of you, you see this? I have not. There's I'm dying so, to. So, spoiler alert again. Well, the, isn't her father an engineer he, and his an father's inventor? father's an inventor. Right? And they carried that over into Belle this time, a little bit in the beginning. Oh. There's a little scene where I was watching, like, oh, what's, what's she building? What's she building? And they're like, oh, she's building that. Yay. And then it very quickly turns sad. But, but that's okay. It's a good scene. That's awesome. The movie itself is another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Beauty but and the Beast is another episode. I, as in, I like, think doesn't get more like, episode. no, 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 more like I didn't like it that much. Okay. That's what I'll say. But, we'll but talk that about one the engineering scene. part. Yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I could say. Interstellar, we could talk about as well, and I have lots of thoughts about okay, that. Okay, so uh, can I can I share one yes. one, one, one last thing yeah. <laughs> about Interstellar? Not about Interstellar, oh, okay. but about films. Yes. Right. So I was reading about uh, this film, uh, sci-fi films, the worst sci-fi films ever, and they were talking about there was this one reviewer. He's also like a science. Uh, and he has an engineering degree or if he has a master's in something. So he was talking about how um, there were certain films that happened in the 60s that were absolutely terrible when it comes to its science part. Oh, of course. But, but they, were still, um, they were still acceptable because the technology of filmmaking was less. Was, yeah, was not sure. Yeah, we didn't have the technology to do certain things right. in a yes. film. Yes. Um, and compared to now, when you have all the technological advancement in filmmaking itself, mm -hmm. that will allow you to capture um, any anything that you want to do in sci-fi arena sure. as accurately as possible. So it's kind of like a mark that it's like if there is any inaccuracies inaccuracies in sci-fi movies, um, there's nobody to blame other than the filmmakers. Yeah, and, and in a way, I don't mind the inaccuracy. I love the inaccuracy sometimes. Only be, not even inaccuracy, but imagination. Because it's like, why should they always get it right? Why make? Otherwise, you're making a, a documentary. You know, I want to see a vision of the future that's not robots killing me. Yeah. yeah. You had said a long time ago that engineering is about what if or something. Oh no, that, I'm talking about uh, uh, fallacy. Something like uh, okay, what's oh, the example? Like. Example, simple example. Like wrong yes. science. Is this directly? <laughs> no, I get it. I get yeah. it. Okay, I get not it. Not the get creativity it. part of it. Not the fantasy part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You just get everything that that part wrong. So. No, no, no. Okay, good point. I totally, I get it. Well, thank you, Southern. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, thank Pius. You, Pius. And uh, thank you for listening to our 
casual talk on Thanks, movies and audience. TV for engineering and uh, send us your own comments. Yeah. Sounds great. Oh, I can't wait to read these. Because <laughs> I'm sure we left something out. We, we, left, a we, we left a lot out. So, <laughs> Southern's going to have part two and part three next time. Yeah, time. probably. All right. Another All right. Season, Sounds good. Season. Yes. <laughs> Take care. Thanks. You can find out more about the films and shows that we mentioned today if you check out the show notes for this episode. Remember to follow the show on Twitter at K12Engineering, and you can follow me at Pius Wong. Follow the show on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, and everywhere else on the internet. All the details are at www.k12engineering.net. Closing music is from Late for School by Bleeptor under a Creative Commons attribution license. The K-12 Engineering Education Podcast is a production of my independent studio, Pios Labs, and you can support me at www.patreon.com slash pioslabs. Hey, post-show note from Pius. I just wanted to let you know that I have put out a second new podcast available on iTunes called Engineering Word of the Day. And every episode is going to be a short, short episode, much shorter than the episodes in this podcast. It's easier for me to do and hopefully easier for you to listen to. And it's exactly what it sounds like. If you want to brush up on your engineering vocabulary or on your engineering concepts, Subscribe, tune in, follow Engineering Word of the Day, not only on iTunes, but on Facebook. And let me know how this goes. This is basically another podcast experiment. And if people like it, I will try to continue doing it. It's very soon going to also be on Stitcher, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn, your Amazon Alexa, and on Mars and on Jupiter. But, you know, we'll cross those bridges when we get there. Thanks for listening. <laughs>